Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am so excited to be introducing Elizabeth McCravey to the podcast today. Uh, She is a business owner who I have been following for well over, I'm going to say over four years now, because I remember meeting her when my son was like a, a newborn baby. And so that I just like, track that along. So I've known her for a little over four years and through the internet, (laughs) that sounds creepy, through (laughs) online Instagram. And I actually have purchased a show it template from her. My beautiful website is because of Elizabeth. And so I am so excited and thrilled to have her on the podcast today because she is going to be talking about how to create and maintain a magnetic website presence, like what kind of systems and workflows we as business owners need to put in place in order to attract more people to our website. Elizabeth, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yes, Dolly, thank you for having me. And you know, I've loved following along with you all those years as well and loved watching you start this awesome podcast and all of that and your website and all of it. So thank you. Yeah, so I live in the Nashville area like Dolly, and I do, let's see, how do I, it's so not so hard for me lately to explain what I do, but I sell website templates, show website templates, that's like my main thing, and I've been doing that a few years, so I'm a website designer by trade, and then I also have an online course called Booked Out Designer that teaches brand and website designers how to build a booked out in-demand design business. Um, I also have a podcast, I do real estate investing, and currently working on like other courses and stuff for like service business owners to learn how to grow their business and all that lovely stuff. <laughs> I feel like Elizabeth, uh, you're probably laughing at me when I say this, but I feel like everything you touch turns to gold. You probably will disagree with that. But from my perspective, like you have a really, I don't know, anything you get involved in, I think you have a lot you. of good perspective on. And so you that's why I said that phrase. So I hope it's so kind. Doesn't embarrass I appreciate you too much. that. No, that's so kind. I really appreciate that encouragement. Yeah. Thank well, you. because I listen, I've been listening to your podcast since it really began. I, I don't yeah. even know how long ago that was, but you, and I'll be linking your podcast in the show notes, of course, so that people can follow Elizabeth too. But the topic you're about to share, these are things that you talk about on your own podcast. And I've learned a lot about how to optimize my website, not only because I bought a template from you, but because like, this is something you teach for free on your podcast. And so this, these are applicable tips. And I, I'm really excited for people to listen in and get some nuggets of wisdom from you. Yes, I'm excited to talk about this too. So we're going to just like go into the heart of the topic, which is creating and maintaining a magnetic website presence. So can you just, I'm just going to let you take it away from here and just like the systems and workflow you have created for yourself to teach others about how to do this. 
Yeah. So, okay. So thinking about like, especially the part of like maintaining our site. So like once you have your website set up, we are all excited, right? As the creator of it, or maybe you hired someone to make it for you and you're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And maybe you're like looking at your website and admiring it like frequently, but then you kind of stop looking at your website very much. Um, And as the business owner, we often like, you know, we get our website design and then it's just, we kind of forget about it in, in a sense. Often we're not looking at it every day, maybe not even every week, but then our potential clients, hopefully you have people going to it every day to like read your blog, um, to look at your services, to fill out your contact form, all of those kinds of things. So it's really important that we come up with systems for like maintaining the website, keeping it up to date, making sure, um, I mean, we can talk through all the different things that we want to make sure we're updating, but we want to make sure the website is frequently freshened up, even though we're not like hanging out, looking at all the time, just knowing that our ideal clients are. And this is like, especially for solopreneurs who, these are tips for solopreneurs who can't necessarily hire, you know, a VA or hire somebody out to do this. You're going to be sharing some tips that people can implement on their own as business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and even if you did have like a team, this is like systems that your someone on your team could be the one responsible for. Um, and you can create like with all of your amazing stuff, Dolly, I'm sure you can come with some like cool, like way to make sure this is happening all the time. But like for me and what I do in my business and what I typically recommend to people is like once a quarter, have a system where you are looking over your website, reviewing it. And that doesn't mean you're not looking at your site more frequently. Like hopefully you're going to your own website at some point for some reason and updating it for something um, more often than once a quarter. But I would say picking like, you know, maybe it's the first Monday of every quarter. Um, and that being like a project day where you are reviewing your website and we can talk through all the different things to like, make sure you have up to date, but where you're really looking at it and depending on how big your site is, it might be like, you just need a couple hours. It could be, you need a whole day. Um, if you have a really giant website, it could be like a week's worth of stuff. For me, it's like, I need a lot of time when I do this. Cause I have like so many website pages and that's where too, though, doing something as frequently as quarterly is helpful because if you let your website get too stagnant then that's just Mm going to increase how long it takes every time you like go into to make updates and maintain it oh I agree I I totally hear you when you say so many different pages because I feel like I'm creating a new page for my website it may not be live but it's like a secret landing page for a specific opt-in and I have I'm going to say like 40 different pages on my website. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Especially if you're doing like what you're doing, Dolly, of like a lot of good email marketing strategy. It's like, you're going to be, you're making lots of landing pages and waitlist pages and stuff that you take down and like quiz. If you have quizzes, you might have Mm -hmm. a bunch of quiz result pages like that. Yeah. There's so many things to look over. Yeah, there are. So you would definitely recommend, like, I'm kind of repeating what you said, recommend sitting down like the first Monday or the first Tuesday, whatever of the quarter and just like looking, assessing through your website and having a fresh perspective of your website. Yeah. So here are things like as you're, so if you're doing your website update, maybe listeners right now are like, oh shoot, I've never done that. Like I probably should. (laughs) Um, Here are like the things to kind of like a checklist you can make for yourself of like the things to look at. Um, One thing that's really easy to fix um, and, and to keep up to date, 
but that we all probably have lurking on our website as a problem is dates. So like, for example, you might say somewhere that you've been in business five years. Well, that changes, you know, as the years go on versus like, you know, if you said I started my business in say 2014 or whatever, like that obviously stays as is. But when we use things like been in business five years, I've been married two years, I'm a mom to a three-year-old every time that shifts, you need to go in and update those numbers. And it can be really convenient to just always put years or in dates instead. But sometimes from like a copywriting perspective, it's way like I'd rather say I'm a mom to a seven and a half month old than say my baby was born on this date. Like, you know, that doesn't really make sense. So you want to look at that stuff, though, make sure it's up to date. And like, there's so many reasons for that. Like one, we want our website content to be like fresh and correct, but also like, if you have really outdated information like that on your site and someone following you maybe on social media like knows like hey you know Dolly you look like you have you know a 4 year old but yeah. then your website says you're a mom to a newborn it's like <laughs> okay wait has she updated her website like ever <laughs> um so it's like we want to make sure that that is up to date cuz it helps us it really i mean gosh it goes back to like legitimizing our business, even Mm -hmm. like little things like that. Um, another number to look at is the copyright at the bottom of your site. So you want to make sure that's up to date with the current year. Obviously, like when January hits, if you don't have it immediately updated, like that's not a big deal. But like right now, when you're listening to this, if it still says the previous year, then that's a little too far and can kind of tell people, Hey, this website is not being frequently updated. So like numbers basically is the first thing to make sure you you keep up to date. And in the numbers, like one more thing to add there is if you have a terms and condition or website, like privacy policy, all of that, oftentimes we have in there a date of like last updated on or policy as of um, whatever date, like go and review your policy that hasn't changed at all. Just update the date. Um, or if you have something to change about it, change it, but like keep that date updated. That is so good. I'm actually writing a note right now for myself to see that like policy, privacy policies up to date. I wanted to affirm that and let you know that because of one of your episodes, I don't know what it was, but you had mentioned like go to your footer and make sure you update the year, the current year. So now I have it on my notes every January, I will update the current like from let's say my, my footer right now, it's the year right now is 2022. So I put 2018 dash 2022. So it's something I learned from you. Good. Yeah. And see, that's like, yeah, something so worth refreshing. Um, And yeah, it shows people that your business is operating um, Mm -hmm. and that it's like, yeah, you're taking care of stuff and keeping things up to date. Yeah. That's something I, because you mentioned that, I now look at other people like I don't intentionally like go yeah. out and look at other people's websites. But if I happen to be looking at somebody's website, I have noticed more times than another that their dates are like two, three years old. And I'm yeah. like, oh, they haven't updated their footers, but I'm not going to tell them because I don't want to be that annoying person. Like, hey, by the way, yeah. your footer is expired. And like, I'm like, what? Yes. No, but I know what you mean. It really does. Like, and I like observe, I'm very observant of random stuff like that too. And even like, this is like totally a side note, but like something that actually relates to this, but like 
on social media. So right now I'm hosting um, a going away party for friends in like a month and I'm trying to find a cookie person. Doll, you might end up being able to give me a recommendation, but yeah. I'm trying to find a cookie person to make like custom cookies. And I was looking on Instagram like we do for like finding a cookie person. Um, and so many of the profiles I kept finding were like, okay, these are gorgeous. They make great stuff. They haven't posted in over a year. And so I'm like, are they still in business? Oh, I have um, somebody in mind for you. So okay. Gonna, yes, yeah. definitely go to yeah. me after this. Yeah. But yeah, it's like we can be like, are they still in business? So it's like yeah. th- things like that, like not updating stuff basically can make yeah. people be like, are they in business? Do they care about this? Are they still working? Yeah, whatever it is. So yeah, it applies that, to our website and social media. Yeah. I also am a lurker. I call myself a lurker and I notice <laughs> those things too. I'm like, yeah, are you still doing things? Or that's a really good point. Okay. What about like quarterly updates go like we're, we have a checklist. So we we're updating our footers and our privacy policy and any specific numbers that have to do with our business. Any other checklist items that we should note for our quarterly analysis? Yes. So next thing would be to look at, and this is another one that's like pretty easy. The last few I have are a little bit harder, but photos. So like, have you taken any new photos um, that could be changed out on your website? Um, If you haven't, that's okay. But like, if you have done a brand photo shoot or even like maybe on your about page, you share some more personal like iPhone quality, but well edited photos that are like of you and your family, Um, just looking and seeing like, how can I freshen any of this up? And that's actually like probably a more fun update even to be Mm -hmm. like looking at your side like oh yeah these photos are a little old like how can I update them so that's a really easy one I am very guilty of that so I've been like meaning to change out a lot of my photos and a lot of my galleries but it's on my to-do list for this quarter for sure yeah and that you actually just kind of led me to another one like in, so photos of like you and your business, but then another one would be portfolio client work for different industries. That's going to look different. Like maybe it's case studies. If you're not doing something visual, if you're a photographer, it might be galleries, designer, it might be, you know, the branding websites you've done recently, but like making sure that you're frequently updating that. For me in my business, I like to do that sort of thing more frequently than once a quarter. If you're doing something like photography or design where it's like you can finish a project, maybe make that part of your workflow to blog about it, add it to your portfolio um, and keep it up to date that way. Because updating your site frequently like tells Google that, hey, this site's active, it's being used, people like to go to it, it's updated, all that kind of stuff. So doing it even more frequently than quarterly, but it'd be a good time if you have been doing that to like add to your portfolio Um, and also deleting stuff like looking Mm -hmm. at it and saying like is there anything here that does not represent my work well at this stage as your business grows and as you get better at your skill and remove it yeah that is so true oh Elizabeth you are like I feel a little called out right now but I I I know (laughs) I just I need to update so many different things on my website and well, you're okay, like, I'm like, it's a beautiful template, Dolly. Don't ruin it. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love your website. And I'm like, so I, I can call myself out with all this and I'm a website yeah. designer and my site, I'm actually currently in the process, which will be a really long process of redesigning the whole oh, wow. thing. Yeah. So I have a lot of this, but I have my dates up to date and stuff like that, yeah. but like I have 
things I need to change. And I'm doing it more as like a giant overhaul, which we can talk about like kind of at the end of this episode of like evaluating, is it time to just start over? Because sometimes that's the answer. But yes, I'm with you. Like my site also needs a lot of this. So like give yourself grace. If you're listening, (laughs) you're like, oh my gosh, my site's so not updated. Like that's okay. We've been centers. We wear so many hats. It's Mm -hmm. easy to like let this one go, but like little tweaks can like go a long way and freshen it up. That's true. And that kind of like brings, I know you shared this point with me, but like testimonials, that is a big one, like client proof for you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say testimonials is like, again, a good one to update quarterly. Um, and asking, yeah, just asking a question, like, have you gotten any new feedback? Hopefully you have in the last quarter. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's that you have more testimonials to add, or maybe you have worked with a client or customer that wrote something way stronger than what you currently have. And you can Mm -hmm. kind of change some stuff out to make it like, you know, only doing the like top testimonials that are the most like pizzazz I guess that's that's a weird word to use but like that's gonna be like getting getting the most attention grabbing Mm -hmm. um on your website so yeah looking through updating that and again like there's so many like little systems you can create even within this like to maybe update testimonials more frequently something I'm currently working on in my business that is going to be a process but that is making um a big like organizational system for all of my testimonials because I kind of like have you know for website template customers there's a survey I send out that people fill out and then there's like I'll get a testimonial on the Instagram DM and then like um and an email And so it's like kind of putting all those together, categorizing them and like that sort of thing. So I don't have a great system for that right now, but like literally that's something in our team meeting a few weeks ago, we were like, we have got to figure this out of like a spreadsheet system or something to organize it. So that's another little system idea there. My current system for testimonials for my, the education side of my business. So like Dubsado or, um, any like mini courses that people buy. I have a survey that goes out after the purchase sequence. So after they purchased a program from me or purchased whatever offer from me, they are entered into a nurture sequence, which I know like Elizabeth, you're going to be talking about email, email marketing later on in an episode because we have you scheduled down for that, which I'm so excited about. But part of my strategy is always collecting client testimonials on evergreen and then I link that it's like a google doc really like a google form and I link that on a trello board so once a week or once every other week I click that link and I see the new testimonials that have come through and so I just like check it and I need to go through it and add that to my website. Like that is like on my to-do list, yeah. but that is a system I've set up for myself and always collecting testimonials for the education side of my business. That's smart. I figured you would have something like nice and more like automated <laughs> with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. And that helps with this, that step of like, if you already have that, it's going to be a lot faster than if you're like hunting down your testimonials yes. in like random places. Yeah. I love that. Creating strategic content that serves your audience and grows your business is time consuming. 
I totally get it. So let me introduce you to my secret weapon, my free content creation guide and checklist. In this guide to content batching, I'm sharing how I create 30 days of content in just three days. And I'm also sharing my Trello board template that helps you organize and streamline your content creation and a checklist of steps you need to take to set yourself up for successful content batching. So grab this free guide in the show notes of today's episode. What is another example about a quarterly update? Okay. So, so this one, this actually can be kind of two together in a sense. Um, but using something like Google search console, there's other ones too, but looking at what blog posts and pages on your website are getting the most traffic and then making sure those are up to date. Um, so I don't think you need to go through everything you've ever written, but looking at like, okay, like say you have this one blog post, you wrote it in 2018 and you're noticing that it gets lots of traffic and you're kind of seeing like, okay, it's from this Google search or like it's from this pin on Pinterest, like whatever it is, that part doesn't really matter as much, although it is fun to like know where the traffic's coming from, but look at it and see like, okay, did you mention some service in it that you don't offer anymore? Is there an affiliate link that's broken? Like for me, I actually had gosh, for probably a little too long, some old blogs that were ranking super well that were pitching my one-on-one design services when I wasn't really like, I still do one-on-one work, but very rarely. And so that wasn't the thing to be talking about. So that was a missed opportunity. Um, So making sure that like stuff like that is up to date um, and that's checking for broken links checking that if there are images you can update, is there an opt-in you could add to this to like get traffic from Google to your email list? Like so many things to kind of look at there. And it doesn't have to be like, again, not a thousand posts to look through, but maybe pick um, like five and really optimize them. No, I like that. I am actually in relation to that. I am in the process of training. Her official title is not going to be VA, but she's going to be working for for me at least like three or four hours a week and she's going to be optimizing my past blog posts from like 2017 18 19 20 that like what you said like the call to actions are services I don't offer anymore and so she's going to be going through and combing them and just seeing okay inserting call to actions that are relevant or optimizing my keywords or whatever, like whatever terms I'm like probably butchering right now, but I am currently working on an SOP for her and I'm going to be creating loom videos for her to walk her through how to optimize old blog posts. And so just like you bringing that up, I want to encourage listeners that if you, if this process overwhelms you, then hire, like if you can hire somebody out for one to two hours a week to specifically work on old pillar content that is working for you, but at the same time needs to be optimized. Yes. And I love that you have like hired help for that. I feel so passionate about like delegating and um, outsourcing and getting help with things, but I'm the same way. Like we actually were just updating a bunch of old, so not even that old, but blog posts that could talk about my course book designer, but yeah. didn't. Um, and so someone on my team, like I made notes of like, here are the top things we want to make sure we're changing on these. And then she's gone through and like done all of them. We're not done with it yet, but like, that's something we're working on. Google and like 
search SEO type stuff, like you can write a post and it really benefit your business for years to come. Yeah. And it's not just about like the people who read it, you know, the week your podcast airs or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And when you optimize, you can help with that. I'm probably getting the episodes mixed up, but right before this episode airs, like they, I interviewed my VA who writes up blog posts for me and she said the exact same phrase you just said like just like google working for you for years to come based off of like being purposeful with your blog posts and being strategic with your blog posts yeah I love that yeah and so okay this one like this can be like our our last one really in the checklist and then I have a thought for like just evaluate if the website's working for you at all. Actually, mm-hmm. okay, I'll have like two more. I mean, so, okay, so the fi- the final one that kind of relates to that one, that's yeah. checking for broken links on your whole site. And the best way to do that is not going to every page and clicking the links, but instead run your website through a broken link checker. There are tons of ways to do this. There are like WordPress plugins. You can also literally just Google broken link checker. And there are some websites that do this for free where you enter your URL. You should do it for your homepage with most of these websites. And then it'll come up with like links that are broken. Kind of talking about what you're just saying, like that's a missed opportunity. If you have someone like saying yes to click on a link on your website and then it doesn't work, like that really stinks. Um, And we can kind of update that easily. And again, if you're doing this more quarterly, then hopefully you know, the first time you do it for the first time on your website, if you've had it a while, it might be like a ton of broken links, but then going forward, it might become less and less and maybe none even when you check. Um, and then like the final thing in which I could have said, this is the first step, but I would say just go through the pages of your website, like the main page, especially the ones linked in your navigation, look at it as if you were a potential client and ask yourself, like, does this make sense? Is there anything missing? like this random stuff that we haven't talked about that could need to be updated. Um, and that yeah. could be even be good to do after you've done all these other things, like look at your site holistically, see what needs fixing. No, I think that's great point. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but Shanna Skidmore, she runs yeah. the blueprint model. I just finished up that program with her and she actually, it was like a six week program. And she, I, I was one of the six students that signed up for her assessment. Like she went through live, like each of our websites. It was a very humbling experience. Cause like, for me, I didn't realize this, but I was like, kind of doing the cheesecake factory, like menu, doing everything, like bombarding a new person. And she combed through the homepage and made some suggestions. And because of that, I now like have honed in more of my just like my copy, my message, my what, like to three different groups who I definitely serve. And it's so true. Like sometimes you just have to have like, take the time to look and see, is it confusing? Like, do I still offer these services or like, what do I need to take out and what do I need to refresh? And so maybe you should have somebody like, I've heard somebody say maybe have your parent look through it could like do the mom test oh that's good um like how easy is it to navigate for your parent or have somebody else in your industry navigate it so that was something I recently did and even though it was humbling embarrassing at the moment it's turned out really good at the end because I have more clear messaging 
Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's such a good tip of like having you know, someone, maybe an industry friend, a parent. That's a really good one. Maybe your husband or spouse. Yeah. Like for me, that would be a good test because my husband's not tech savvy. So it <laughs> might be like, oh, wow, you don't understand how to click this button. Maybe that's a problem. Um, well, I yeah, don't know I if that, that. Like, Ty, Ty would be like, you just need one word. <laughs> like, no, I need more, more copies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like probably less. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the main, those are the main things I would say to look through. And then like, after you've looked through them, like sometimes our website's not working for us anymore. Um, again, I'm raising my hand. I'm currently redoing mine and my website's not like y'all can go look at it. Like this way before I'm done with it. Yeah, I I love my site, but it like, it's, um, it's grown and evolved with me as my business has evolved and like, it needs some fixing to like, get it to get it where my business is headed and like with new offers and things like that. So like looking at your site and asking like, has stuff changed to where you need to start over? Um, maybe the design itself is what's not working for you. Like there's so many different things. So just looking at that of like, do I need to, to change anything there? Um, and if so, maybe it's time to like start fresh with that. No, I love that. That's really good advice. Elizabeth, I know you have uh, some amazing resource. You always have amazing resources and you have something for my audience today. So can you share what you you have for the listeners today? Okay. Yes. So I have a freebie that it's geared towards coaches, but it would really work for service providers in general. And it's called the seven essentials for a high converting coaching website. And it's a multi-page guide. I want to say like 10 pages sharing different strategies for like creating a really high performing, um, website as a coach or, or service provider. So Dolly, you're going to link that in the show notes, but it's elizabethmccravey.com slash coaching dash website dash essentials, which is kind of long. I know I have a shorter link for that somewhere. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but that is the link. Yeah. And I will link it out in the show notes, everyone. And also I'll be sharing a link to Elizabeth's shop and a discount code to her template shop as well, just in case you are wanting to hit refresh on your website and you have a show it website and they're beautiful. You also just go check it out. Elizabeth, where can people find you, follow you, get to know you and your sweet son and, and of course, sweet husband, but you know, like we're in the stage of sweet son. Yes. Yes. I know. I love being a boy mom with you. Um, yeah. So I love hanging out on Instagram. I'm at Elizabeth McCravey and my website's elizabethmccravey.com and there's, um, lots of free resources and stuff there. And then for podcasting, my podcast is called the breakthrough brand podcast. And, um, if you like Dolly show, I'd say you probably like mine as well. There, we have a lot of like similar stuff we talk about for the same kind of people, I would say. And yeah, that's fine. I share like website tips, marketing strategy, behind the scenes of my business. And I don't do nearly as many interviews as you do. I love how you do so many interviews, Dolly. But um, yeah, but I do a lot of solo episodes. So yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. I would highly recommend everybody going and subscribing to her podcast for sure. Um, Elizabeth is not paying me to say this. I genuinely just love her podcast. And before we hopped on this episode, I was sharing with her that I love that her episodes are clean for the most part, meaning like, like she's not like dropping the F bomb every other word. And my my son is in the car with me. And so I want him to listen to like something uplifting and, yeah, he's learning some business tips too while he, while he's it. listening with me. So 
Yes, parent yeah. and young child friendly content. And the you were telling me too, the intro yeah. music. So you yeah. guys go listen. It's got a little, I don't know. It's like the, I forget the type of like it's, genre that's called. It has a good beat. And it's blade. very like, yeah, yeah. it makes you kind of want to dance, the intro yeah. music. So. He does the, uh, he does the, I don't know what it's called, like the toddler head nod in the back. That's and so cute. You know, like every mom's like, oh, my son, like my kid is so cute. And I'm like, I am that mom. I'm like, oh, my kid is so cute. So I'm sure if somebody saw him, they'd be like, uh, he's, it's okay. Like, <laughs> so anyways, thank you so much, Elizabeth. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.